in the morning. A young man tricks his unsuspecting roommates into hiking through the Canadian wilderness to search for Sasquatch. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the B-Movie Bros. We review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So as we uh, come out of the woods here, so to speak, with uh, Sasquatch Month, we're taking a look at the 1996 film Drawing Flies. Drawing Flies, which was funded by by Kevin Smith, but not actually created by him, though it definitely has a lot of um, qualities of a lot of his better-known films. So you heard what the Google description had to say about this film. Let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. I want to start at the bottom here. Let's let's just get that out of the way. All right. You want to get first on this one? Sure. Number three. Other than Jason Lee, the characters in this film are unlikable and completely unnecessary. Number two. Why is there so much talking in this movie? 98% of it has no bearing whatsoever on the plot or character development. Speaking of character development, there is none. It's just, this guy's crazy, and everybody else is annoying as shit. Characters, done. No development needed. Number one, I'm so fucking confused about Donner and Cass. Are, are they a couple? Are they not a couple? I'm, I'm pretty sure at the beginning of the movie, they were sitting on a couch together, cuddling up, talking about the $6 million man, and then she went up to bed and was like, hey, can I get you anything? You know where I'll be and, and this shit. You and then that means. And then, you know, the rest of the movie, you know, she's hanging all over Jason Muse like she's his cock piece or something. And, you know, and then at the end, you know, spoiler alert, she, she seems to be pretty forlorn over the fact that Donner has yet to return from the woods. So was she sad? Were they a couple? Was she with Jason Muse? I don't know. Do I really give a fuck? Probably not. But it's really goddamn confusing. Yeah, all right. For number three, when I first saw this film, I really thought it was going to be a slasher horror film. It just kind of projects that kind of vibe, and it ended up not being that kind of film at all, which is really disappointing because I think Jason Lee would have made a great serial killer. I mean, from now on, I'll just imagine that, like, when the people left Jason Lee in the woods, he, like, actually just killed them, and then they kept moving on. Like That, that works as a better ending. Number two... All the side characters, meaning um, Donner's roommates, were really kind of boring. They they really were outshined by Jason Lee's performance. They, I, I can't even say any of them were particularly bad. They were just kind of bland and just kind of took up more screen time than they should have. And number one, the film drags on and on at times. I under th- understand it's supposed to be about a group of friends wandering through the woods and all that, but they could have done a little bit more. Or maybe this could have just been a 20-minute film. I mean, this just came off as Lord of the Rings, as if it were directed by Kevin Smith. I mean, I've gotten lost in the woods with friends before for, like, more than an hour. It's, it's definitely more exciting than this, this movie portrayed. Well, I guess, I guess that's it. It's, it's on to the top three. Um, For me, number three, um, at least this movie, at least the version we saw, was only 57 minutes long. You know, that's less than an hour of my life that was wasted trying to pay attention to this boring-ass piece of shit. I mean, could have been worse. Could have been Dick Shark again. You know, two and a half hours, gone, wasted. But only 57 minutes? 
that's, that's not too bad. Number two. At one point in this movie, there are a bunch of grown men in diapers chasing the main characters away from a clearing in the woods. And that's probably the only funny part of this film, even though this film is considered a comedy by every source on the internet. Number one, Jason Lee. His voice, his mannerisms, and the fact that he refuses to call Sasquatch Bigfoot. Also, there's a scene where he's nakedly dancing with a Sasquatch, so, you know. That's, that's pretty awesome. I mean, I feel every movie should have that. All right, number three. This film is such a bizarre premise, but it was, you know, kind of unique, to say the least. Jason Lee takes a spiritual journey through the woods somewhere in Canada to look for Bigfoot. I mean, yeah, never quite seen anything like that. Number two. I kind of like the fact that this film was in black and white and it utilized just a small, a very small setting. It really made the most out of a limited budget and that's pretty cool. And number one, Jason Lee's character was just great. Like he played it perfect. He played the role perfectly. He's just this guy obsessed with looking for Bigfoot and doesn't care like who he endangers or anything like that. And it's just, it's so bizarre, but it's so interesting seeing him, like, just completely, uh, like, loses, not, not so much lose his mind, but just how obsessed he is with this, that even though he endangered his friends, he's lashing out at them and telling them to fuck off because they're ruining his quality time with Bigfoot. I'm sorry, Sasquatch. Yeah, and how, how does he say it? Sasquatch? Sam Squanch. Sam, Sam Squanch. <laughs> but, yeah, this, um... Yeah, normally we do a quote war here, but uh, this this movie's not very quotable. Yeah, most of the quotes are just people swearing, and that that doesn't make for a fun quote war. So. I mean, like, yeah, the the only thing I can think of is Jason Jason Mewes saying, "I'll fucking cut you," but uh, yeah, that's pretty common. So, uh, sorry, friends, but if you have a favorite quote from this movie, you can uh, leave it in the comments below. Um, but yeah, I think we should just go on to our final take. So. Sounds good to me. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. One to ten. Ten being, the be- ten being the worst. One being the best. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Man, that's harsh. I gave it a three out of ten. You know, so, so a guy lies to his so-called friends to get them hiking in the woods for a few weeks. The premise is good, but the execution is horrible. None of the characters seem to have any chemistry. The dialogue is horrendous, and the only worthwhile person is focused on least of all. I feel like the grown men in diapers had more screen time than Jason Lee, and he's the only reason this film didn't get a 10 out of 10. I feel like they filmed it in black and white just to make it seem more high-class and pretentious. I had to fight the urge to walk into the woods and sit there for hours waiting for Bigfoot to show up, because it would have been much more entertaining than this fucking piece of shit. Thank God the version we saw was only 57 minutes long. I saw that according to the internet, there's a 76-minute and a 96-minute version. I really hope that's one of those internet lies that I hear about, because we've already had way too much walking in the woods and talking about nonsense. Hell, I'd rather hear someone recount a diary of the color of their piss over the course of two weeks than listen to these prattling yuppie assholes again. Uh, Corey, you know no one lies on the internet. It must be true. All right. So Drawing Flies is a creative indie film that manages to make the most out of a limited amount of resources. 
Jason Lee plays a burnout named Donner who, after a bizarre hallucination, deceives his friends into following him into the woods as he goes on a spiritual journey to find Bigfoot. As the group wanders deeper deeper into the woods, Donner's sanity slowly unravels as his mission consumes him and he begins lashing out at his friends, blaming them for slowing down his mission. He completely disregards their safety and well-being until they finally abandon him to continue his mission. Donner's search for Bigfoot serves as a metaphor for man's search for purpose. Having lived a meaningless life as a deadbeat stoner, Donner gravitates toward the first sign of something greater than himself and just and becomes obsessed with it. Donner's a product of the post-industrial world where, while his basic needs are met, he still longs for something greater, a life worth living. He craves a simpler existence which, where he can truly be free. At the beginning of the film, Donner's friends talk about destiny and determinism, which reflects Donner's existential conflict and the seemingly random event featuring a bunch of grown men hanging out out in the woods in diapers just kind of shows the extent to which people will go to find any kind of meaning, even if it means, you know, alienating all your friends or joining and joining a tribe of Bigfoot or wearing adult diapers. The main problem with drawing flies is that while it touches on some interesting philosophical concepts, the bulk of the film consists of little more than characters bickering at each other for seemingly no reason. It was hard to feel invested in anyone other than Donner, since no one else seemed to have much of a personality except whining and being angry. Though their lack of development does kind of reflect the meaningless life that Donner wanted wanted desperately to escape, they just kind of took up way too much of the film, and if you're going to go for a metaphor, cut it short. After a while, it just gets obnoxious. So there you have it, friends. A 9 out of 10 from me and a 3 out of 10 from Paul. Indeed. Now, we know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do, so we like to give every B-movie we review an A-movie companion to tell you why these are the same movie, just of a different class and standard. I gave my A-movie companion to The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers from 2002. I gave mine Clerks 2 from whenever that movie came out. So both The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, and uh, Drawing Flies have people walking through the woods. A lot. Both movies also have people talking. A lot. And both movies, coincidentally, were released in the U.S. in the year 2002, According to IMDb, even though Drawing Flies was made in 1996, the release date was 2002. So that's why both of these films are the same. Well, there you go. I picked Clerks 2 because both Clerks 2 and Drawing Flies had Kevin Smith involved in its creation in some way. Kevin Smith wrote, directed, and starred in Clerks 2, and he helped fund Drawing Flies. Jason Lee and Jason Mewes are in both films. Both movies involve an inappropriate relationship between a man and a non-human creature. Donner has an unhealthy obsession with Bigfoot, or who's the missing link in Drawing Flies, and there's a guy who performs a donkey show in Clerks 2. I'm not going to explain what that is to those, those of you who don't know, but you should go ahead and Google it. I guarantee you, you'll, you won't regret it. And finally, Drawing Flies was filmed completely in black and white, 
And last scene of Clerks 2 transitions from color to black and white as an homage to the original Clerks. So there you have it. Check out Clerks 2 or Lord of the Rings The Two Towers as an A-movie version of Drawing Flies, both of which are actually sequels. Hmm, interesting. I think it's time that we need to uh, drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll tell you some drinking games for drawing flies. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. For me, number one, every time Donner says Sasquatch, take a drink. Number two, anytime Jason Mewes makes fun of the guy who isn't Jason Lee, take a drink. Number three, every time Cass says something annoying or just is annoying in general, take a drink. Number four, whenever grown men in diapers are writhing around on the ground crying, finish your drink. And number five, of course, because it's Sasquatch month, anytime that a Sasquatch makes a noise, take a drink. Every time Donner blames one of his friends for hindering his mission, take a drink. Every time a Sasquatch appears on screen, take a drink. Every time the characters talk about things that don't really retain to the plot, take a drink. And every time, time Donner talks about them getting closer to the cabin that doesn't really exist, Take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any, any thoughts on this movie or anything else B-movie related, you can leave a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros at, at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com. That's bmoviebros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com, or we have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. Well, it's the end of the month, so let's rank the films that we've seen. We've seen four of them this month. Um, for me, in the number four spot is Drawing Flies from 1996. Wow, below Bigfoot versus Stevie Cooper. I mean, it, it, it was pretentious. The dialogue was bad. The characters, aside from Jason Lee, were just abysmal. And there's just, there's just so little that I can find to bring light to this film. And, you know, at number three, Bigfoot versus D.B. Cooper. Although, you know, shirtless men running around the woods and uh, Bigfoot giving handjobs is not my cup of tea, at least the film gave me Bigfoot fighting D.B. Cooper. Even though it was, like, only, like, 27 seconds at the very end of the film, at least it gave me what the title was. And hey, Eric Roberts narrated it, kind of. Number two, Bigfoot versus Zombies. I really do enjoy the, the low-budget cheesiness of it. Number one, Bigfoot the movie from 2015. It, just, it, it, it has all of its ducks in a row, and it, it just hits all the cards right. It's funny, it's got some action, and it, it's, it's all-around enjoyable. All right. For number four, I put Bigfoot versus D.B. Cooper. Yeah, it was just shirtless men running through the woods and Bigfoot occasionally killing them. And while D.B. Cooper did fight Bigfoot at the very end, it really didn't even matter at that point. We, we got tricked into watching a bunch of shirtless men running through the woods. So, yeah. For number three, I picked Drawing Flies. I thought the film had a lot of interesting concepts to it. I thought that Jason Lee's character was great. And I thought that it was overall, it was, I could see where they were going with it. 
I just wish it was shorter. It should have been like a 20 minutes um, short at, at the most. Dragging it out to an hour or more just didn't seem to work for it. At number two, I've got Bigfoot versus Zombies. I mean, it's a Polonia Brothers film. What more do I need to say? And number one, Bigfoot the movie. It was fun. I got all the Pittsburgh references. And overall, it was just well made. And I'd watch it again. So there you have it. Well, it's just about time for December again. And we all know what that means. Christmas time. Yay, presents. Yep, exactly. What's Christmas all about? The presents. And you know, so... For December, we're going to be reviewing The Gift That Keeps On Giving, Remakes. Oh, God. That's like getting socks for Christmas. Hey, man, my socks are all holy. I mean, I, I like getting new socks. But uh, we're going we're gonna to kick off Remake Month uh, by checking out the 1990 version of Night of the Living Dead, which uh, I, I hold to be one of the best remakes ever, so... And I have not yet seen it, so we'll I see guess how we'll find out. see how it stacks up. Until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get on the next